John does not like Comey can't communicate, by the way. Fuck John. I exactly. And welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai. And joining me tonight, I have our poser extraordinaire in the tie. Let the riots commence. It's that let time the... of the year again, everybody. <laughs> yes, let the rioting commence because Natai and I have gotten together to do our 2021 Finney Awards. Woo! So much better than the Crunchyroll Awards, but it's not really. That's a low, low bar to go over. <laughs> Next um, year we'll get Austin I still, Creed. I'm, I'm, I swear. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, I still don't know if there's. At, at least at the time we're recording this, I don't know if there's actually going to be an awards ceremony for the Crunchyroll Awards. I genuinely think they're just going to announce them like online, and that's going to be it. They'll probably do like uh you know like last year where it'll be like just a digital event and that's it. Well, most likely. if they are, they're 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 releasing it at nine a.m. on a Wednesday. <laughs> Why? Why would they do this? I, so sh- <laughs> because they hate they hate themselves. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yes. Uh, so that's what we're gonna be doing tonight. We are gonna be talking about our best of the best from twenty twenty one. So before we. Before we actually get started, we have a little bit of house cleaning we need to do to maybe clarify some stuff. Um, yeah, some Alex, of you where may is our wondering. Yeah, some of you may be wondering, where is Arcane in any of this? Well, we had a long discussion about this in our Discord server and amongst ourselves here on the podcast about if we should or should not include Arcane. And there were many reasons given for including it. There were many reasons given for not including it. Ultimately, we have decided not to include arcane in uh for consideration for any of our awards tonight and probably the best reasoning i can think of this and it is probably a reasoning we will be using going forward uh for including things in our uh, award show is that arcane has zero connection to japan whatsoever either through its production company or through its trademark and copyright or ip like it is thoroughly an American product. Yes, the the animation itself was done in primarily in France by a French studio, uh, but it has absolutely no connection to Japan because it is an animated adaptation of an American video game. Also, also, if it was included on the list, then it would have sweeped it would have won the entire. Everything. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a clean sweep. Let's be honest. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there were maybe only two or three awards it didn't get nomination in, and it probably would have won everything it got nominated for. <laughs> yeah, Arcane was uh, apparently pretty good. Who knew? Yeah, people tell me Arcane was pretty good. In fact, uh, you can hear us talk about how good Arcane was by going and watching our Arcane spoiler cast. Talk, more like gush. Mm. Hmm. Oh, man. Beautiful, beautiful Silco. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> Truly the best boy of 2021. You would have loved to pierce uh, his eye. Oh, <laughs> pierce more than just his eye. Oh my god, I hate this. I'm in a mistake. <laughs> you started this. You started this. Um, 
But uh, I was trying to think of, the, is there any other uh, like housekeeping stuff uh, we need to get to? Um, I, I guess something that, that is different b- between our awards and some of that Crunchyroll's anime awards is one thing that we require for things to be included in our awards is that they have to have ended in the previous year. So you won't see any nominations, for example, for um, Ranking of Kings, which is an anime that started in 20, uh, 2021, but is still airing in 2022. So you won't see any nominations for mm-hmm. that because it hasn't it has not ended yet you will however see nominations for things like attack on titan the final season uh that is because it seems like it was designed from the beginning to be split core perhaps maybe i'm not quite sure but the first core finished airing in 2021 it did yeah. and it wasn't a continuing core like it didn't start like in the fall of 2021 and keep going into the winter of 2022 like it it thoroughly had an end date within 2021 and there was a long stretch of time where nothing else came out so you will see nominations for things like that even though technically i guess you could say that season isn't done yet um there are also nominees for in the op and ed category for anime that have continued from 2021 into 2022 um and we have given an exception for op and ed for things that are continuing to air into uh 2022 um but our stipulation for that is the op and or ed in question has to have premiered in 2021 Mm -hmm. and that is our really our only um exceptions to our ending in the previous year rule that we have for our awards um, the only other, I guess, real exception you could say is for soundtracks, because we do have one nominee for Best Soundtrack that technically hasn't finished airing yet. There are two episodes that have not aired yet, and they will air sometime in the spring. Um, but we had a we felt that since a vast majority of this anime had aired and we had seen a vast majority of its soundtrack, we thought it bared including in our uh, our nominees and i think going forward we will use uh soundtrack particularly the music awards in general um those will be at our discretion yeah all right but anyway let's let's get started um our very first award uh, our very first award to give out our very first finney award is for best opening or op Mm. um so uh natai yes and i want to say for all of these awards that we're giving out whether they win or not all of the things that got nominated definitely Absolute deserve bankers. to get nominated because they are all really, really good. So just because they didn't win doesn't mean they're not good. Specifically, the best opening category was tough to pick the winner from because all of them are like certified bangers. They're all ten out of tens, and I think both of our opinion, both of our opinions, and and some of them for very different reasons, like. Um, Should I I go ahead and give the the nominees, and I can run down them again when we give out the award. So our nominees for this category are Vivid Vice by Huya Extended for Jujutsu Kaisen, Uh, My War by Shinsei, oh my god, I'm going to fuck this up, Uh, (laughs) Kamate-chan, from Attack Attack on Titan, the final season, Uh, Stone Ocean by Ichigo, Uh, and eh, Akeboshi Rockets from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, Stone Ocean. Odd Taxi by uh, Skirt uh, and God Poonpi uh, for Odd Taxi, and Cinderella by Cinder Girl from Comey Can't Communicate. So those are our uh, nominees for this award. All of these are bangers, just for very different reasons. I think all of them are like again are like top tier openings. I mean, <clears throat> for me per- personally, all of them check the boxes for having both incredible song and amazing visuals. 
Um, so yeah, this was one of the toughest categories to pick the winner from. It was certainly the one that you and I spent, I think, maybe not the longest time, but close to the longest time um, uh, trying to pick between. Yeah. Um, and, and we mentioned, like, well, for Stone Ocean's uh, uh, OP, uh, Kamikaze Doka is back animating that, and it looks fantastic. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. It's so, so much fun to, to have them back with their just absolutely incredible CGI for the opening animation. It's, it's wow, it's... <sighs> Incredible. I'm so happy and I'm looking forward to their next OPs that will come for Stone Ocean. Yes. I mean, and you have something like My War from Attack on Titan where, you know, as much as I may criticize Attack on Titan, one thing I, I've never really criticized it for is its music, uh, particularly its OPs. Um, and I think that this season's definitely hit on a lot of the aesthetics of of what the final season is about. Um, and the song is is. Uh, kind of a banger too. Let's be very fair. eerie, very abstract, but but I mean, instantaneously iconic. I think it's it's wow. Yeah, and then you have Odd Taxi, which is just jazz, hip hop, funk. Yeah, and it's so it. well constructed around the song as well. It's I could gush about it all day. I, I love the and you pointed this out to me, and I, I'd realized it before, but I never really gave it much credence. It, like during Odd Taxi's um, OP, when the rap part comes in, is when Yano's character first shows up in the OP, and I'm like, "That's a nice touch." That OP is littered with small details and foreshadowings, and just like even some red herrings that are like there to distract you, and it's it's a treat. It's a treat to dig into, especially once you finish the show. And then you have an, an OP like Cinderella, which, you know, if I didn't know any better, I would say this was done by Kyoto Animation. Dude, the Sakugon display is amazing. I love the lip syncing, how some of the characters sing along to the song. And it's it's stunning. That OP is absolutely stunning. All right. So uh, I'm going to go over the, uh, the nominees again before we give out the award. So uh, our nominees for best opening, our OP are uh, Vivid Ice uh, from Jujutsu Kaisen. My War from Attack on Titan, the final season. Stone Ocean from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, Stone Ocean. Odd Taxi from Odd Taxi. And uh, Cinderella from Comey Can't Communicate. And uh, the Affinity Award for uh, 2021's Best OP goes to to Odd Taxi from Odd Taxi by a skirt and a poonby. Yeah, um, you know, you and I went back and forth between two on this. By the end, it was between my war and odd taxi. Yes, um, and both it, of them. It was are... a difficult choice, but yeah. I think the what what really sold it for us was more of the odd taxi has a lot of the. Um, it's it's an it's an all in one package really because you have these great I won't say great visuals because I can't say the art the art style is a it's an acquired Different. taste. But so is Attack on uh, Titan, that also art style is very abstract. As for Attack is very true. cartoonish, which is like sort of charming. But you have that that great jazz, funk, hip hop inspired uh, song mixed with these visuals that, like you say, it's full of red herrings and references and, and things that you think might be spoilers, but they turn out not to be spoilers and just like nice little in jokes and. and, and you know stuff like that and i think that's that's really why we gave it to odd taxi for how creative it was by doing that it's remarkable it's so refreshing it's so different and again not to take away from my work which is also absolutely incredible 
Uh, but yeah, for now, this is the best opening of the year for us. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we also, as we go through these awards, we will also tell you what our uh, our fan vote is. So um, the people on our Discord server, which you can definitely join by looking down below in the description, and uh, you will find a link to our Discord server. Um, we put polls up in a special channel there, and people gave us their votes for what they thought was uh, deserved to win all of the awards that we have here tonight. And as we go through, we will also be giving out the uh, the fan votes. So the fan vote for best OP uh, of uh, 2021 was actually Cinderella from uh, Call Me Can't Communicate. Again, banger OP. Like it, it, it's Absolutely amazing. Incredible and the animation visuals. is. is yeah. And the song, like, I, I listen to that song on repeat almost on a daily basis. It's so fucking good. It's mm. it's an incredible opening. It is. It is. I'm, I'm genuinely curious as to how they're going to try and top it for season two of, uh, of Comey, but I don't think that they will. We'll see. We'll see. All right, so what's our next award, Netai? So our next award is Best ED, the best ending of the year. Uh, now, the nominees are Infinity by Yuri from Skeddy Infinity. Distant Dreamer by Duffy from Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, Stone Ocean. Believe in You by Nanak from ReZero Second Season Part 2. Kazuto Ikumichi by Yukio Uhara, nailed it the first time, from <laughs> Shoko Tensei Jobless Reincarnation. <laughs> and Give It Back by Koshuni from Jujutsu Kaisen. I, never I figured... think that's how you say it. I Is don't know it? if it's Koshuni it? or Koshunie. I don't know. These are the nominees for Best ED. Um, so quick shout out to Distant Dreamer, uh, mainly because like that, I mean, as someone hasn't read the manga, that OP is very, very, feels restrained. It doesn't give away Mm -hmm. a whole lot. It's sort of, sort of like a, like a, like a good, actually like a good ED. It's sort of lets you decompress whatever happened in the episode. Um, but I just want to give David Production the props for pulling such a out of left field choice with uh, Distant Dreamer by Duffy. It's such a yeah. Good song. I mean, if you follow our podcast for any length of time, you know for the last almost year I've been putting out predictions for what I thought the ED was going to be for JoJo's Part Six. I'm convinced that eventually we will get Coldplay's Clocks. But a hey, props to uh, David Productions for bringing Duffy back, a almost completely forgotten singer from the early 2000s. They always seem to like make a really good do a really good job picking songs that you you'd be like ah you you'd be surprised by but then you're like oh that's kind of perfect actually kind of like uh part four ZD. <laughs> yeah i want you which was also incredible ed uh, but yeah continue the legacy of just good eds for jojo and we, this might not be the last ed we get for jojo's part six i mean we could get a second ed like we'd got for um part five part yeah. five mm-hmm. we'll see we'll see um, is there anything you want to give a shout, a quick shout out to? I mean, there. It's hard to to uh, to go through this and not give a huge shout out to uh, Mashoka Tensei's. Yes. Movie. Just, just the a lot. Of, it's so symbolic. All the visuals. I mean, the I won't say that the the um uh the music in it is necessarily the best, but the visuals are top tier, right? Hmm. The usage it's of windows so much symbolism so, and, mm. and so much like so much understated symbolism as well especially when you actually watch the shows by you, by the time you get to the end of it like you see all the symbolism in it and you're like wow holy shit <laughs> there's a lot going on here but it doesn't seem like there is 
the the usage of uh, windows as a as symbols I, I love that i love the whole section of just them hanging around like doing goofy shit i, I love that it's it's a very very i don't know it, it, it's one of these eds that just you know just <clears throat> speaks to me right here Yeah, I mean, and then you have Give It Back from uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. The, the, the whole thing is framed as if it's being shot on a cell phone, and I absolutely love that, that aesthetic. It, like, Great animation as well. The main characters, you know, just in their everyday lives, hanging out with each other, and it's like they're not getting beat up. <laughs> and Believe in You by Nonaku was from ReZero is, the, is, the, is that classic ED that's like sort of tries to get you into feels very emotional but it looks stunning for the, like the two or three times you see it yeah, pretty much yeah but it's so stunning I, I love how it looks it's very simple but there's something about its simplicity that really I really liked and I I do got to give another shout out to uh, to infinity from skate the infinity like I I think it's, uh, skate the infinity I think is gonna be an overlooked anime from 2021 mm. um, but like animation wise just beautiful ed yeah yeah and the song is the song is really really nice so the winner of the best ed of 2021 is okay okay oh okay you want to do, you won't do the sounds fine uh oh i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> god damn it uh, it's give it well, back I made a nice little sound wave on uh, on my recording <laughs> nonsense it's give it back from jujutsu kaisen um really great ed honestly i was gonna it was kind of jarring to see that after the first ed which was a masterpiece in the making i mean lost in paradise mm-hmm. set in uh, just incredible just top tier standard and give it back f- for me was a bit jarring to begin but as time went on and i listened to it more and more and watched the ed more and more I uh, grew to really appreciate it for doing something very different from the previous one. So, yeah. Great ED. Visuals, top tier. Yeah. And that the, the animation of the water in the ED. Holy shit. <laughs> Man, you're so wet from that water. It's like you're swimming in it. There's, there, I have a great appreciation for when water is animated well because I know how difficult it is to animate. Same with fire. Like, it's one of the reasons I actually did like Fire Force. I mean, I haven't really caught up to it, but uh, I love Fire Force, the way they, they animated fire in that, because, like, it looks so good. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely agreed. Um, so our fan vote when this was actually tied uh, between Believe in You from ReZero Second Season Part 2 and uh, Kaze to Iku Michi from Mashoku Tensei. Again, awesome EDs. Really, really Awesome yeah. ideas. The competition was stiff. All right. So uh, moving on to our uh, our last music award that we have for uh, this year or for 2021. Um, I mean, obviously, music is a huge deal, right? When you're talking about anime, it's... Yeah, I don't know what you're talking just about. Just ask John. I like, my, I like my, my anime without sound at all. With no silent anime. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, But no, the OST and the score is always a huge, huge part of enjoyment of an anime. At least to me it is. And I know the same can be said for uh, our own John. Uh, he, he'll watch an entire anime based on its soundtrack alone. I mean, I, I can feel that. Every now and then you listen back to a soundtrack from a show you love and you'd be like, ah, oh, damn. So our nominees this year for Best Soundtrack are Attack on Titan The Final Season, Jujutsu Kaisen, B-Stars Season 2, Odd Taxi, 
and uh, 86. Um, now, I want to say first and foremost, you might be able to tell that um, two of these nominees are uh, scored by the same person. Uh, Hiroki Sawano scored both Attack on Titan the final season and 86. Sawano is just too powerful, dude. Sawano is like the most powerful. He is literally the anime protagonist that won't die. Yeah. Ma, but, yeah. but Sawano's Sawano's like is a fucking genius when it comes to he, he is the best of the best when it comes to um anime composing. I mean there's a reason that people seek him out and he he demands such he a high price for his services. He makes good stuff. He I makes mean phenomenal the, stuff. I mean as much as people meme on the Sawano drop, it's still effective. It still gets you hyped as fuck. It's I mean, there's of... a, there's a reason it works. It's because it fucking works. Yeah, but I do like I do think that Jujutsu Kaisen gives him a run for his money because damn, like Jujutsu Kaisen, I love how energetic it is. It's so uh, it's so it's so it gets you it gets you hyped like a good shonen OST. And there are some insert songs in that soundtrack which are absolutely incredible. Like remember is such a great song to use and they saved it for like the final episode of the season and it's mm-hmm. it's mind-blowing i mean so many good tracks in that soundtrack the uh the great thing about jujutsu kaisen's ost is like even in the quieter moments uh like when there's very little action going on the the ost in the back it still has energy yeah like yeah. you still feel like this this constant energy that runs through the entire show even in its quieter less action-filled moments and i think that's driven a lot by the ost now gr- granted it's driven some by the writing too but i mean i think a lot of that is is down to its ost and just how the music and it really makes you feel even in those quieter moments yeah i agree and then you have b stars and odd taxi both both soundtracks that are infused with jazz hip-hop funk and Beastars specifically builds a lot on what came before in the first season, which is really, really, really cool. Uh, with Odd Taxi, though, it's just, uh, as you said, a lot of hip-hop and funk and just, like, really, really... I don't know what's the word I'm looking for, but there's something about that soundtrack as well that's, like, it's so right for the tone they we're going for, which is, at the same time, sort of, like, mm-hmm. cartoony and strange and bizarre, but on the other hand, it's very noir-esque and very like you know grim even sometimes uh, which is very fitting for the show i i don't know what it is because this is these are obviously not the only two examples of it but there's been this resurgence in anime recently of including jazz inspired songs in in scores and soundtracks and i'm i'm here for it man i mean i, mean, I really I mean, am great pretender was a pretty good jazzy soundtrack you know <laughs> yeah i know and that again a lot of jazz a lot of hip-hop in that it just i i don't know what is fueling this but i'm i'm fucking here for it. like as someone myself who, who listens to jazz music like away from all of this i fucking love jazz as a genre of music like i'm all for you know composers including more jazz inspired pieces of music in their scores 100 i'd love to hear hear yuka sawano do a jazz piece i it would probably be fucking amazing have you seen that one quick tangent have you seen that one uh, video of yuko kano the um the composer for jojo is just jamming to all of his tracks yes i have and it's, it's awesome <laughs> so good so so good anyway um but yeah it, it, more of this please um anime composers out there please please jazz is a great is a great fucking genre and it deserves a comeback these young whippersnappers deserve to know why jazz young is so great whippersnappers look at you 
These hooligans, these whippersnappers, these rapscallions. So, you want to announce the winner of uh, this Fenny Award? Yes, so, uh, the Fenny Award for Best Soundtrack of 2021 is going to Odd Taxi. Yeah, Yeah, my boy. boy. Shoutouts to Yano and his rap sessions. Yes. Uh, oh, also, you know, I, I, I might not get another chance to say this because uh, I want to give a huge shout out to whoever it was behind the scenes that translated Odd Taxi into English. Mm. Because when Yano is doing his raps, not only is it rhyming in the original Japanese, which it was going to anyway, the person who translated it went to great lengths to make sure that not only was what he is actually saying getting through, but it also rhymed in English. So yeah, go watch Odd Taxi, you fools. <laughs> I just... The amount of work that must have taken as a translator, I just... just My hat is off to you, whoever it was that did that behind the scenes. Um, and before we move on, I do want to mention that our fan vote for this was uh, probably, no surprise, Attack on Titan, the final season. Which, again, very deserving yeah. uh, a lot soundtrack. Of, a lot of awesome tracks in that season. Again, it builds on the past seasons as well. It's really, it's a real treat if you like keep track of like the the songs you're listening to in the background. You're like, oh shit, they're building on that motif again. It's it's a very very satisfying, yeah, great soundtrack. It is. All right, next, what do we got next, Natai? So up next we got the award for best background art, and so the nominees are Mashoka Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation, Star Wars Visions, specifically Episode One, The Duel. Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid Season 2, Kami Can't Communicate, and To Your Eternity. Now, all of these are fucking great. <laughs> like, they're yes. really, really good. It's I mean, like, we have Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid on here. It's KyoAni. It's KyoAni. Whatever KyoAni puts out is going to get on the best background art uh, list here. You know they're going to. Also, Kami Can't Communicate. Every now and then would just surprise the shit out of me and made, made me think that I'm watching a Sh- Makoto Shinkai movie. Uh, <laughs> it's it's like wow. That's it, actually really a, that's actually movie. a good that's a good compliment though yeah. to the the artists. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's sometimes that show is absolutely stunning. I not as it, cons- consistent as I would want it to be, but goddamn, it could be up. It looks absolutely stunning every now and then. Yeah, and then I mean. It's the only time it was nominated for anything in our award show. I mean, that may be a spoiler for some of you, but like Star Wars Visions, I don't think gets enough credit for what it was able to do. We did an entire spoiler cast on it, which I highly recommend you go check out. Not just the episode one, The Duel. We did it for every single episode in Star Wars Visions. And um, I think that... Uh, this is it's overlooked now but like the duel because it was done by kamikaze doga the same studio that is doing the op that animated the op to jojo's part six awesome work by them yes um and it looks so unique like the 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 art style the animation it it almost looks like i don't know if it was rotoscope but it certainly looks like it was um and the background art is just it's just Uh, so many just small details in the in the background art. If you you have to pay attention, maybe watch it two or three times to get all the the little details that are that they spent they painstakingly put in the background. The Kurosawa style, like inspired art style, is so yes. so good. It's so good. Yes. Like shit. Yeah. yeah. And then you, and then you have um you know to your eternity a, a, a 
a story that takes place mostly in a fucking frozen tundra, and you think to yourself, like, how how do we make this look good? And somehow they fucking do. I I I can't explain it. It just they make tundra look good. <laughs> they make tundra good. I like it. They make tundra good. <laughs> And with the Shoko Tensei, like, you have these backgrounds that just draw you into this world. It feels so lived in. It mm. feels so alive, for lack of a better word. It's just, it's, it's, like, it feels like that world existed way before the show and it's going to exist after we leave it for good. You know, it's, it's, it's magical. It's absolutely magical. Not only that, do. like, th- there's, there's moments in Mashoka Tensei where they're obviously doing establishing shots, like wide panning establishing shots showing where the characters are, and just the amount of very small details that you can see if you, like, pause and look at it. Just, I can't imagine. Yeah, I mean, heck, every episode doesn't really have an OP. It has the same song every, not every time, but it, it, it takes that time to sort of show you these vignettes of the places that our characters travel through and visit and see, and it's... It's so, and again, I'm going to use that word again. It's just magical. It's absolutely magical. Mm. And uh, I know that it might be a little late, but John and I are going to be doing, and I don't know if, Natai, you might be joining us as well. I will. Uh, I will. We will be doing a spoiler cast for the second half of Mushoku Tensei's first season. Um, that may be the next episode we do after our awards show. I cannot promise that, though. Yeah. Anyway, and if any award for best background art goes to... <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, Shoka Tensei, Java's Reincarnation. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Absolutely incredible. I think what it came down to was consistency for us. Yes. Because it's it's consistently good. And you're going to find that with a lot of our awards going forward, especially the technical awards going forward that we have. Like, consistency is key. Because it's consistently, it's not even consi- consistently good, it's consistently incredible. Like, you know, you, yeah. all the v- different vistas just make you go like, oh, like the characters are in awe of the vistas they see and so are you because it's just so beautiful, you know? Yeah. Worth pointing out that our, our fan vote for uh, this award was Star Wars Visions Episode 1, The Duel. Um, again, great, great choice. All yeah. of these would have been great choices. Yeah, we are giving it to Mashoka Tensei. Shall I move on to the next award? Let's. All right, our next award is for Best Animation. Mm. Um, this is obviously a very important award for, you know, anime. Because <gasps> what is an anime if not an animated work of art? Um, so if you have terrible animation, it's going to stand out. So X-Arm <laughs> is this year's Best Animation, right? <laughs> what is X-Arm. You don't know X-Arm? Oh, God. Okay, okay. God, I was... X-Arm. I just had PT fucking SD when you said that. PTFSD. I just... I can't go. I need a, I need a break. Hold on. Let me sip my coffee. Hmm. Okay. I, I can go on now. <laughs> um, no, never mention X-Arm ever again. <laughs> that drunk is cast rule. win. <laughs> yeah, really. I would need to be drunk to watch that again. Um, anyway, but no, a- animation is obviously very, very important um, to anime. Without good animation, you're going to turn a lot of people off very, very quickly. Um, so our nominees for this category are Mashoku Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation, Jujutsu Kaisen, Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, Mugen Train Arc, specifically the one for television. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Vivi, Flora, is it Fluorite? Is that Fluorite how you say it? Fluorite song, yeah. Fluorite Eyes song. I I, 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 read, I read that and it's like, Fluorite, Fluorite, Fluorite. Uh, yeah, Vivi Fluorite's Eyes song. Uh, and uh, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid Season 2. 
Um, again, all of these phenomenal animation throughout. Um, so, yeah. I think we have to talk about Jujutsu Kaisen's fight animation, though, because I God think that's damn. what's going to be on the a lot choreography, of people's The choreography in that show is absolutely bonkers. It's so yeah. good. Oh, 100%. The fight choreography is great, and it, it's so smooth. Like, the yeah. animations are just, just pitch perfect. It, like... I don't know how many slaves Mappa had to get to do this, but dude, like every now and then, I'll I'll think back to that to that fight from the end of the season with uh, Toto and Yuji against Hanami, and I'll be like, damn, that's like one of the best fights I've seen in a long time. It's just so mm-hmm. good, so good. Yeah, it is. I just there's something about Jujutsu Kaisen's fight animations that are just absolutely fantastic. Every single one is a feast for the eyes yeah absolutely i just i don't think it can be topped in shonen i really i mean maybe it can and maybe maybe i'm 100 percent wrong about that but in my opinion like this is the new pinnacle of what fight animation should be in a shonen i mean you puts a pretty good competition let's be honest yeah that's true with demon slayer they do there's some pretty great competition with demon slayer uh to be fair and i don't think anyone was actually really expecting this demon slayer the the mugen train arc specifically to come back on television you know as part of i don't i don't think people really considered it part of the second season and the way they're releasing this is really really weird so we had the the movie right yeah which was fantastic in fact it was the highest grossing movie worldwide in 2020 granted it had a little help doing that but uh, that is neither here nor there um but then it when when they announced that the second season was starting they said that it was going to start with the mugen train arc pretty much re-edited for television um and they even added an entire episode that wasn't even included in the movie yeah now again it's uh you know affordable the fight scenes are incredible i mean the final fight is i mean Watching that in theaters will be like a me- like just a moment I don't think I'll forget in in the near future. It's just that good, well, especially since you've never experienced it before. Yeah, I mean for sure. That's something we talked about on the podcast. Out where you live, they don't put anime in movie theaters. I mean, I mean now we have sort of online progressive in theaters. <laughs> I'm still gonna go watch it. I I decided wow. I'm gonna support this shit. I need listen. Give me, give me Jujutsu Kaisen Zero here in Israel, please. I just, I need it. I need this. <laughs> but yeah, Mugen Train was fantastic in terms of the animation. The fights as well. Specifically the fights were just... Mwah. I mean, and you have Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Again, Kyoto Animation. They're the obvious choice to add here because anything they make is going to look fantastic. And special shout out to Vivi. Studio Wit, like, I delivered a really good looking show with surprisingly really well choreographed fight animation i feel like we need to talk about this sometime on the podcast like studio wit ever since they have let go of attack on titan i feel like they're really like stretching themselves like to to a point where they're, they're experimenting with new styles and new new things to try out. and it, it, it's i mean more they're often than not working out really well in their favor i mean i think like some of the the Especially the ODM gear animation back in Attack on Titan when Wit did it looked absolutely fantastic. I mean, I think they were flexing on everyone for a long time. I'm just saying that since they have they they have not doing Attack on Titan anymore, I feel like as a studio they've really come into their own because they're starting to take on these projects that I don't think they would have before. Who knows? But anyway, that's something for another. That's a topic for another uh, episode of the podcast. But yeah, Vivi kind of came out of nowhere and like uh, really 
it looks great. Like it yeah. looks fantastic. Yeah. Just like the animation is lovely. Again, surprisingly the fight choreography is really strong. And every now and then they'll have these like still shots of of the characters and obviously you're like, oh, it just freeze frames, but they're so detailed and they're so elegant and so beautiful that it kind of like takes your breath away. It's it's really something. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh the Finney Award for uh best animation in twenty twenty one goes to I don't know what that's supposed to be at this point, but okay. Uh it goes to Mishoku Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation. The only one you we haven't talked talking... about so for Yeah, so I know, far. right? <laughs> you and I were talking about this a-, a lot when we were getting down to brass tacks and trying to figure out what uh who we were gonna give this to. And I think a lot of our decision came down to consistently consistency. Because in Mishoku Tensei, the the animation is consistently incredible, and it's just absolutely um, astonishing how we. It feels Mushoku Tensei feels like movie quality sh- movie quality animation every single episode. It's amazing. Yeah. Like even sort of like quote unquote throwaway scenes get so much attention and care. I mean, I I like I rewatched the show recently while uh, watching it with a friend. Who it was his first time, and then what? And like the first few episodes of just Rudy as a baby, just walking and wobbling around, are so full of character and personality. It's it's incredible, and that's just him as a kid, you know. And then you get yeah. some fight scenes later that again are just like mind blowing, absolutely mind blowing. Yeah, and like we have things like Jujutsu Kaisen, which yeah, the fight animations look great, but yet when those in those quieter moments of the show, the animation doesn't really stand out as much. Um, so I mean, it's not really a, as much of a complete package. With Demon Slayer, yeah, the animations and the fights are fucking great, but then sometimes you have questionable CG choices in certain scenes. <laughs> I mean, still, it looks good for CG. <laughs> And Jujutsu Kaisen, just like on that point on CG, I think again the the fights are absolutely incredible. But sometimes you can tell yeah. that like the compositing work, it's it's kind of struggles to keep up with the animation, like the CG backgrounds with the two D fight animation. But again, not to discredit Jujutsu Kaisen, just Mushoku Tetsu just is like it feels like this big deal. It feels like every episode is just given this like. Absolutely incredible attention to detail. They, they, the fucking dance episode. The dance looks great, you know. It does. It yeah. does. Love it. All right, Nitai. What do we got next? So up next, we got the Fanny Award for Best Character Design, and the nominees are Mushoka Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation, Attack on Time, the final season, Jujutsu Kaisen, Beastars, second season, and Odd Taxi. Before we move on, I, I I completely forgot to mention this. Our fan vote winner for best animation oh, was uh, De- Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba Mugen Train Arc. I forgot about that. Sorry about that. I, Go I, on. I can, I can tell how Discord is gonna just get just riot when this goes. I know, live. right? Uh, that was yeah. actually an overwhelming favorite in our fan vote, by the way, for Demon Slayer. Yeah. Damn. Um. So yeah, character designs. Um. Shoka Tensei, again, absolutely classic designs for the characters. I mean, I think there's not a single weak design in that cast, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and shoutouts to Attack on Titan for, like, the evolution of the designs. We've seen these characters for four seasons now, and I love the evolution from that we get for all these characters, how they changed, how they look now, versus how they used to look. 
Um, I there, think that's it's something I wanted to I wanted fantastic. to mention because like shout out to shout out to uh, to Mappa because obviously they took over for Attack on Titan the final season and Attack on Titan's final season has a significant time skip right and I have to give them credit because I mean obviously they're they're following more or less the designs in the manga but the characters actually do look like they have aged yeah and there's a there's an anime that also aired in 2021 that takes place across multiple time periods that being um uh, tokyo revengers and mm. one criticism i had of that anime is that the characters ages are so fucking ambiguous that you can never really tell when something is supposed to be taking place dude they that never main look character, like they age or get younger dude that main character in tokyo revengers like during the present looks younger than he does when he then he looks like when he's back in middle school it's jolly. i know it's right it's really weird <laughs> yeah that's one thing i definitely got to give credit to attack on titan especially their character design for is that the characters actually do look like they have aged and they look like they're very weathered yeah they look like they've been through some shit all of them just want to die (laughs) they're done with this so i I definitely give them that give them credit for that they they nailed that like like perfectly i mean then you got like b stars and odd taxi right so these are these are uh anime that have like human animal hybrid characters and they all look great in their own way i mean i love how this they're sort of like uh animal type reflects their character as well to some extent i think it's really it's really mm-hmm. fun and creative um especially with odd taxi i love how there's something about the look of that show that again it's sort of cartoony but sort of not really and i like how that is reflected in the character designs yeah it is um and uh, with with B stars, like they have so many, there's so many animals that are represented. Like the the snake uh, security guard guy. Oh, like, I love that. I love that. Was so much. not expecting that. The nope. second the spider shows up, I'm done though. <laughs> so I'm a spider. So what? <laughs> no, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. I mean, and then you have Jujutsu Kaisen, which like it the the curse uh ca- the curse designs and that fucking Great. nightmare inducing. Yeah. I, like I something love straight the out of uh, Junji Ito. Mm-hmm. The curse designs are absolutely incredible. Yeah, they are. And, like they're the things that are that appear in my fucking nightmares. <laughs> the winner for best character design is <laughs> uh, I hate this so much. It's Jujutsu Kaisen. And yeah, also first time we agree with our audience on something apparently. Yeah, that was that. This is this is the first and only time. So don't get used to it again. Not to put the cart before the horse. Uh, that our fan vote is actually the one that we ended up choosing as our uh, winner for this. When we award. talked about this character category, you you were just gushing about the curse design in the show, and I was I was like. Yeah, it's very strong. It's very weird. It's very out there. Like uh, one of my favorite designs is that first curse they uh, they that sort of like which episode was it that you see in the OP sort of like facing uh, Yuji. It's just really mm-hmm. out there, really weird, but also very like uh, very threatening. You know, unsettling. unsettling. Very unsettling. Yeah, very unsettling. Um, that's actually that's actually the word that I use to describe pretty much all of the curse designs. Maybe one or two that are they're very less so, but so many of them are just very unsettling to look at. Um, and I, I mean, someone we've talked about this in the podcast before, and maybe it warrants a, a revisit at some point, like how anime horror really, especially like like body horror or like gore type horror, um, really just doesn't doesn't land very well. 
Mm. Um, but I think in this instance, it really does. And even as someone myself who's not a huge fan of like gore or or, or body horror, I'm more of a fan of psychological horror personally. Um, this like the, the designs of this really hit home and like just made me feel very unsettled sometimes watching uh, the episodes that the curses were in. Yeah, definitely. And very creative designs, very creative also, I, I, I mentioned uh, uh, Hanabi. Oh, what's it? Hanami. I forgot. Uh, her design as well. Like, I love that design. It's It looks absolutely badass, you know? It's like it does. With, with the big flower and the horn eyes, sort of. It just looks so oh. cool. And let us not forget Panda. He's a panda. Panda is not a panda. <laughs> panda is panda. <laughs> also, our Lord and Savior Gojo. I mean, who can forget? Of course, of course, our Lord and Savior could too. But anyway, <laughs> all uh, right. Next, what we uh, next award. Our next award is for best boy. Mm. The bestest of boys are represented here, and our nominees for best boy of 2021 are Reiner Braun from Attack on Titan: The Final Season, uh, Rudius Rudy Greyrat from Mashoka Tensei: Jobless Reincarnation. Legoshi from Beastars second season, Fushi from To Your Eternity, and Hiroshi Odokawa from Odd Taxi. Okay. Uh no, I'm not I was about to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. Let's I'll restrain myself. Let's re- I'll restrain yeah, myself. Be, be be very careful about what you're about to say here. <laughs> so, yeah, Rhino Brown, what a depressed little fellow. I'm <laughs> <laughs> feels so bad for I know him. this doesn't really have much to do with him as a character, but I do like how his uh his quote unquote suicide attempt in the in the final season is very reminiscent of the suicide from uh Full Metal Jacket. Mm. That was a very interesting point when you brought that up. But yeah. I mean Rhino just needs like all it's so it's so strange watching the final season and just looking at Rhino, it's like this man just wanna want wanna sleep. Let him let him be. Just leave yeah. him alone. Poor poor <laughs> he, boy. He genuinely and and I do I do uh, credit the the voice actor for this as well. He definitely comes off as someone who's suffering from severe and I mean severe PTSD. Which is a great development for his character. I absolutely love how, with the places he went, he goes to in this season. It's it's rough, it's hard, but you you feel for the guy, even with all the atrocities he committed. You feel for him. But and Rudy, of course, uh, we have we have Rudy. I mean, it, it's fucking Rudy, the little perverted child, <laughs> my poor the, the demon child. child, the demon child. <laughs> I I Rudy is a piece of shit sometimes, <laughs> but I love him. I love him so much. It's. Also, like, it, it's so satisfying to see his journey in this first season. Obviously, there'll, hopefully there'll, there'll be more seasons to come. But for now, the journey that we went with him on this first season is, like, so satisfying. So, so awesome to see this guy just ma- seeing the second chance he has in life and just maturing. And obviously, his fuck-ups don't go away. He, st- he still has them, but he sort of learns to grow sort of out of them as much as he can. And, man, that journey, is it left a mark on me. It did, yeah. And it, it, it always goes back to how he was, you know, in the world he came from. Like, he, he, he has to, like, force himself not to go back to that. And there's always these temptations for him to do it. And he has to say, no, I will not do this. 
it's it's so many isekai for nowadays just they're like oh yeah it's a new world done they're like done with the previous uh, incarnation they yeah. were in these characters and it's just so it, it's so you know it's so impressive to refreshing? see refreshing refreshing yeah refreshing to see the like this character still harboring all the mistakes and fuckups he had when back in the real world you know and it's like the show doesn't let that let that go that easily it's great yeah for sure, for sure. I mean, and then you have Otakawa from Odd Taxi, who, despite how he comes off initially, is like this sort of uncaring or just very flat type of, especially like the very delivery dead of his pen. lines, right? Very, very deadpan, deadpan character. He becomes like this awesome fucking almost action hero by the end. Yeah, I love he's like this hard to boil sort of detective by the end. It's so good. <laughs> But I, I love his <laughs> I, I love his mannerisms. I love I love the, the it goes back to the writing. The writing of the show is so sharp. It's like the moment they started talking about uh, Bruce Springsteen, I was like, whoa, hold the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, that that conversation about Bruce Springsteen said so much about his character too. Also, just hearing Japanese people say Bruce, Bruce Springsteen, Springsteen over and over again. It's great. <laughs> Go watch on. Oh see. man. Yeah, if you have it, go watch Odd Taxi. It, it, it's freaking great. Um, and then we got literally Best Wolf Legoshi coming back for Beastars Season 2. I mean, how could we not be on this list? Bigger and My better. poor shy boy. Oh, my poor, huge, lanky-ass boy. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, he is... he. And again, I, I attribute some of this to the, the voice actor who, who, who portrays him. Uh, but he comes off as like this sort of lanky, shy person, which he also looks like. So it, it, it favors his character design as well. Oh, for sure. For sure. So. But anyway. Yeah. So uh, we are going to give uh, the Finney Award for uh, Best Boy. To, and this is something we went back and forth on a lot. It's like I want till to, the last be, minute. Till the last minute. Till the very last minute. But we have decided to give the Finney Award for Best Boy of 2021 to Hiroshi Odokawa from yeah, Odd Taxi. My, my walrus boy. I love him so much. <laughs> um, we, we went back. I mean, all of these are, are deserving uh, nominees. But we went back and forth a lot between Rudy and Odokawa. It was hard. That was a really hard category to pick the winner. This was the one we, de- we debated on the longest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, we actually did have a tie in our fan vote for uh, this between Rudy and Legoshi from Beastars. Yeah. It's, again, awesome characters as well. Yes. So. All right, do the other half of this in time. It's time. It's time for the Fanny Award for Best Girl. And the nominees are... Eris Boreas Grey Rat from Shokotensei, Java's Reincarnation, Echidna from ReZero Second Season Part 2, Hayasa Nagatoro from Please Don't Believe Me Nagatoro, Kana Kamui from Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid Season 2, and Shoko Komi from Komi Can Communicate. So, not to give away anything, but aside from that one thing that Eris does in Moshoko Tensei, which will be remembered for for eternity, She's a really cool character. I really, really like her and her growth in the first season. I, I, I've said this on, on our Discord server, and I'll say it again here, that if Eris were an actual person, she'd be an absolute cunt, and I would have nothing to do with her. As a character, 
I fucking love her. Yeah, I love her so much. It's so cool to see her sort of grow grow and just be more open with Rudy. It's so... I love her dynamic with... Uh, with uh, oh, fuck, what was his name? Richard? I will, I, I'll never be able to pronounce it right. Richard. <laughs> that, sure. I love her dynamic with him. How she sort of like looks up to him and grows and wants to be as strong as him and... She's great. She's it's just really heartwarming to see her grow. Uh, I love her. I love her so much. Oh yeah, for sure. And it, it like it is it is a fun fun journey to yeah. uh, to see happen. Now, now you fucking pervert, you and your Nagatoro fetishes. Listen, listen. Nagatoro is literally the perfect waifu. Uh, <laughs> I'm done. I Bye. love Nagatoro. I I I as should probably be no surprise to anyone who's been following the podcast for a while, I like bullies. <laughs> I love being bullied. <laughs> oh, so you're the Satania of this podcast. I I see. Yes. Oh my god. Please bully. <laughs> that that wasn't a compliment. I mean, I'm gonna take it as a compliment whether you meant it as one or not. Anyway, Kana was... I remember when the first season of Dragon Maid came out, Kana was a force of nature. She was everywhere. She was absolutely mm. everywhere. And, yeah, it's, Also, if you liked her, you were clearly a scummy lolicon. I didn't like Kana. <laughs> Just putting it out I there. Kana. I don't like Kana. <laughs> really? No, no, I'm kidding. I, I'm, I'm, she's okay. She's fine. She's okay? Okay. She's, she's no, fine. listen here. Listen here, you little shit. <laughs> I'm not a lolicon, Alex. Uh, no, but Kana is great. And, of course, she was back for season two. She wasn't really the focus of season two, but every scene that she was in, she kind of stole. I mean, as befits Kana. Um, and I thought that warranted uh, in- inclusion here. Um, and apparently a lot of you agreed. <laughs> um, because no. a lot of people asked her to be put in here uh, from our Discord server. So so I'm, g- I'm going to need you to give me a second. I need to let this out real quick. <clears throat> God, Komi is so fucking cute. Mm. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Komi is fucking adorable. John does not like Komi. Can't communicate, by the way. Fuck John. I exactly. Komi I gives don't me know life. actually because we we love John. But seeing Komi just like produce noises makes me happy. <laughs> yes, I and love when she her has so the cat much. ears. Oh my god, dude. Oh shit. I'm gonna pass out now. <laughs> Before we actually give out this award, I want you to tell all the boys and girls at home, um, what figure did you get last year? I am not biased. I'm not biased at uh-huh. all. So story time. Uh-huh. Story time. Um, <laughs> last year, uh, actually, you know what? It was even 2020. Uh, the first, uh, by the way, that giveaway, uh, the first half of season two of ReZero came out. And I wanted a weekly with a, a good friend of mine, Ariel. And it was an incredible experience. And one of the things that made it that experience so incredible is specifically our winner for Best Girl 2021, Echidna. Um, she's an incredible character. She she does what so few characters do, is just intrigue me about what the fuck they're thinking about. So rarely do you get to see a character show up, disrupt everything around her in the show, and just gets you thinking... What what is she planning? Is she with us? Is she not? What is her agenda? What is it about? And that whole game of actually figuring her out and sort of like picking her brain apart is just 
is a, is a highlight for me when it came to anime in general. She's one of my favorites. And just by accident, uh, Good Smell released a figure of her drinking tea. And I definitely ordered that as soon as I saw that. So That tea is mad at her piss. I have no issue. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I have no I, issue with I that. I see. I see you have no issue with that. Okay. Echidna is the best character of... Not all... <laughs> She's the best. <laughs> I love her. But so much. yeah, she she is a, she is a great character, mostly because of the uh, the mysteries surrounding her. Like you never know really what she's thinking. Is she actually on your side? Is she just telling you she's on your side? Who knows? That's one of the great things about a character like Echidna, and I think that's a, a big part of the reason why we did decide that she was our she's best girl for twenty twenty one. She's also voiced by Shinobu. Ah, she. She is voiced by uh, Maya Sakamoto, yes. She's really good. She's really good. Uh, Sakamoto, one of the goats please, in please, anime voice acting. Please step on me, Maya Sakamoto. <laughs> wow. And you talked to me about Nagatoro. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's worth mentioning that, uh, to no one's really great surprise, the fan vote was for uh, Komi. Again, great choice, but no Echidna. <laughs> Echidna is the best. Komi is fucking cute, though. <laughs> Yeah, Komi is, wow, she's thick as fuck. <laughs> our next, our, Jesus, our next award is for uh, Best Directing. So our nominees in this category are Skate the Infinity, Attack on Titan the Final Season, Odd Taxi, Mishoku Tensei, uh, Jobless Reincarnation, and uh, ReZero Second Season Part 2. Yeah, so this is uh, tough. I mean, we haven't talked about it, uh, but I do think it's very important to mention that I think it's quite the accomplishment what White Fox did with ReZero second season. Every mm. episode is like 30 minutes long. I have no idea how they got away with this, like in terms of like, you know, with TV airtime and whatever. It's I have no clue how they did it, but I think it's like it's a it's a fucking feat that deserves like a fucking wild ass fuck shout out because damn they they did an incredible thing with the second season and they deserve all the credit in the world the last anime out there that consistently had like half hour long episodes and was airing them on tv was probably the monogatari series like because it has some long episodes too. Yeah. like there's there's many episodes of the monogatari series that are between 25 and and 30 minutes long which is way longer than most episodes of of an anime but yeah, and, really, um, shout out to White Zero. Fox. Yeah. Yeah, and and this was, I mean, in the first season, they also had episodes that were anywhere between 25 and 30 minutes yeah, long. Not every single episode, but yeah, a but lot of Yeah, but season two, all, like, I think all uh, all episodes except for one maybe were, like, almost half an hour. And it's like... All episodes, it, all episodes except the first episode of the second season were over 25 minutes long. Yeah, it's like, good job. I mean, really, I'm, I'm so happy with how the second season turned out. It's... Yeah. yeah, and they utilized all of the time that was available to them. Like, there were no points in that that they were just filling up, like, time. Yep. Clearly, because yep. they needed this extra time. Um, and it, it's utilized effectively. There, there never seems to be any moment that it's, like, specifically weak because of its direction. I mean, hey, I mean, like we even we even got like one of the best OPs of the year with Longshot, but we only got it for like two episodes. Um, yeah, for sure. Like I mean, something. that's probably a, a big reason. A big reason why it wasn't included in our OP list is because how f- infrequently you see it. But yeah, 
Um, also, Attack on Titan Final Season, I think we did lose something uh, from in the move between Wit to Mappa, but I think we also got a lot out of it. And I really enjoyed the direction that the fourth season took. I think it's really, really... There's something about it, and maybe it's a, it, like it's even more grounded to some extent. But uh, I don't know something about that. This new season that was like, I really, really someone enjoyed. on someone on our Discord server, and I forget who, so I'm sorry I can't actually credit you for saying this. Mentioned about the switch from um from Wit Studio to Mappa for Attack on Titans final season. That for everything that was lost, at least something else was gained in that studio move. Yeah. And I think that's actually a really good, um, a really good way to describe Attack on Titan's hey, final season. Let's uh, it, 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 at least it didn't turn out like One Punch Man. Yeah, that's oh wow, yeah, wow, <laughs> um, <laughs> phew, that was bad. So Mushoku Tensei, back to my previous our previous point about consistency. Mushoku Tensei had absolutely awesome directing. From the get-go it and did. consistently for the rest of the show. I mean, we talked about it uh, before off the air, but like the first episode is such a good primer for that because you have this episode of Rudy just hanging around the house. It almost entirely takes place indoors, and you have him just you know developing his magic skills, learning about magic, and then that magic is the thing that sort of shatters the walls to a very literal extent. Um, when he uses that magic to break the walls of the house and just and then he sees the outside world and it's such a powerful mm-hmm. moment. It's also really clever foreshadowing to his conflict later in those first few episodes about heading outside and being outside. Um so yeah the visuals start on a lot of symbolism. A lot of a lot of the directing in, in a lot of awesome visual storytelling. Yeah. Yeah a lot of lot yeah oh so much. And I'm here so for much. that. I'm here for that. Yeah, and then you have something like Odd Taxi, right? A fucking mystery story. And, like, it, it's so easy to fuck up a directing a mystery story because you can give away too much, you can give away too little and confuse everybody. I mean, it, it's such a delicate balancing act with the directing, especially with, like, visually directing it, not giving too much away. And, of course, looking back on it now, of course, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it because I highly recommend you go watch Odd Taxi. Um but there are subtle hints that are given throughout the run of the series about what's actually going on, and you have to pay attention to these, or you will miss them. That show is very clever, for sure. Mm. For sure. Um, but uh, anyway, our the Finney Award uh, for 2021's Best Directing goes to Odd Taxi. Yeah! Best Rating Show of the Year by a Country Mile. By the way, uh, yeah. So I, I would, I would agree with that. It, it, there's some other really good ones too, but yeah, it, like I said, it's so hard to write a, uh, a great, a great mystery story, and Odd Taxi does it so, so well, and it does it in 13 episodes. Like just, just, just 13 episodes, it gives you so much. It's so tight, and it's with its. It doesn't really leave well. you wanting hmm. more by the end. Yeah, for sure. But it, it, it ends on a very satisfying note. I, I loved it. It's. It's so tight. The the I love the conversations. I love the just. There's so much. Just as you said, so many moments and like small moments that sort of like give you the tips you off to stuff to what is going on. And just it's it's very satisfying to piece together what is actually going on. 
It is. Very it clever. Is. Uh, and our fan vote for uh, best directing went to Mishoku Tensei. Which was pretty much the runner-up, uh, let's yeah, be pretty, honest. Yeah, it was pretty much our runner-up as well, yeah. Um, but uh, we have two awards left, so Natai, do you want to take our penultimate award? Let's do this. So, the Fanny Award for Best Voice Acting. Let's do it. The nominees are uh, Yoshimasa Hosoya as Rainer Brown from Attack on Titan Final Season. Maya Sakamoto as Echidna from ReZero Second Season Part 2. Yuki Ono is Louie, or Rui, from Beastars <laughs> Season 2. Natsuki Hana, Hanae is Hiroshi Odokawa from On Taxi. And Aoi Koga is Shoko Komi from Komi Can't Communicate. Yeah. So, shoutouts to Komi, to Aoi Koga, because she does a lot of it with very little. And I love that. Yes. I love, I love the, yeah. the, the sounds... I love the small sounds. It's so cute. And then every now and then she'll say something. I'm like, ah, my heart is melting. <laughs> yes. I'm. You're absolutely right. She says a lot by saying a very little. And uh, I think as a voice actor, that's actually a very impressive feat. For sure. For like, sure. You can communicate so much with just like little, little like sound effects that you can make with your voice. I mean, that's, I, there's, there's, there's a talent in that. <laughs> Oh, for sure, for There's sure, for sure. Great talent in that. I mean, then you have someone like uh, Natsuki Hane uh, doing Odakawa from Odd Taxi. Someone who, a character who is very, very deadpan, but he delivers it so well. And then when he goes beyond the deadpan and you get like more emotional or intense scenes, he goes all out. He gives it his all. He's, I love his performance. He's great. And yeah, like, for sure. I again, mean, the dialogue really helps. It's it's a really, really funny dialogue. It's like almost Tarantino level. It's he delivers it like 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 an ace. It's wow. Yeah, he does. And like just if you can deliver deadpan in a way that's actually compelling, that is also an incredibly talented feat. It might uh, be We have Yukiono as yeah. uh, Go ahead. No, I was just about to say, like, it might be one of my favorite deadpan esque performances ever, almost up there with uh, Sergio Kahara from our, uh, Monogatari. Yeah. Um, we have Yuki Ono as, as Louis as well, uh, back for uh, season two of Beastars. And, um, He's a beast. <laughs> he is He is a beast. Um, and he plays like the like this preppy. Um, like holier than thou esque character really really well. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. It's very very threatening. We have Maya Sakamoto as a kid. Now, like Maya Sakamoto is one of the goat. I've mentioned it before. One of the goats of anime voice acting today. Um, like this 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 woman has played both the adult version of Shinobu and the the lowly version of Shinobu, and sh- makes it sound like two completely different people. And her performance as Echidna is is absolutely enchanting. She like she has you in the palm of her hand. And she's just like toying with you. She's great. She's she yeah. gives that character so much personality. I feel like Maya Sakamoto could literally voice anyone, and it would be believable. That's how talented she is as a voice actor, and as Echidna specifically. Like she gives that air of mystery to uh, her character in her vo- vocal performance, and like just just I wow. She's fantastic. Wow. It's definitely, definitely one of the scene stealing characters uh, from ReZero, uh, ReZero's second season overall. Even more so, I would say, in part two than in part one. Again, there's a reason why she's the best girl of 2021. She's that good. <laughs> uh, and then we have our boy, 
uh, Reiner, our sad, depressed little boy. Our sad, depressed, uh, suicidal boy. They say suicide <laughs> is painless, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Soya does a really... has. I will say, throughout the entire run of Attack on Titan, really, Hasoya has done a really good job uh, portraying Reiner. I think mostly in this season, though, he's sort of come into his own as, like, a a central character. For sure. Before, he was sort of a, uh, I won't say like a a side character, but certainly a secondary character. Um, And giving him more of a spotlight in the final season has really kind of shown me, and I think a lot of people, that this is, uh, well, not just the character, but the voice actor behind the character is really, really good at portraying this character. It's it's really impressive how desperate he sounds. You know, there's certain scenes where you see just the the despair in his eyes as well. And it comes with his voice and it's so... It's so engaging, you know. It, it just there's grabs your scene, attention. There's that scene early on in the uh, the final season where he's sitting down and having dinner with uh, with his family, right? Mm. Um, and like it, it's more of a quiet scene, but even in the the scenes where they're like exchanging pleasantries and stuff, like you can hear like this this gruffled desperation in his voice, like underneath everything that he's saying. It's like it's it's portrayed really, really well. Yeah. So, uh, who's the winner of this category, Alex? Well, it's it's the person we've just been talking about. It is Yoshimasa <laughs> Hosoya as Reiner Braun from Attack on Titan, the final season. It's funny enough. Absolutely um, incredible is, performance. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even as someone myself who is obviously not a fan of Attack on Titan, I do have to give props to good voice acting when I see it. And they're definitely, I, I think making Reiner more of a central character in Attack on Titan is definitely helped raise his status as a character in, in my eyes. Mm. And just as put to the forefront just how well he's been voice acted all along, and even more so in this yep. final season. Yep, yep. And yeah, the fan vote uh, was the winner of the fan vote was uh, Komi from Komi Can Communicate, and I understand. I understand you people. Cash that check, Koga. Cash that check. <laughs> so it's time for the big boy. It is time for the big boy. Our final award that we will be giving out tonight is, of course, uh, the Finney Award for Anime of the Year. 2021 this is a big one and like you know i want to say every single anime that's been nominated here tonight were fucking phenomenal anime that aired all throughout the year and they all deserve credit in one way or another funny thing is you're gonna see a couple uh things here that haven't been nominated for anything else tonight and i want to talk about that right after i give you the nominees so our nominees for anime of the year 2021 are jujutsu kaisen Yuru Camp Season 2, Fruits Basket The Final, Mushoku Tensei Jobless Reincarnation, Odd Taxi, and ReZero Season 2 Part 2. You will notice that there are actually six nominees for this award instead of five, which every other award we had had five nominees. That's because as much as we debated about this, we could not narrow this down to just five nominees. It was really hard to narrow it down to six nominees, to be honest. It was even, yeah, it was hard enough to narrow it down to six. But, like, um, for example, like you don't see Attack on Nine final season, which for like one of the reasons it didn't make the cut because it felt incomplete without this, like, now uh, airing second part but not to discredit the first part which was to me one of my favorite viewing experiences of the year just watching week to week with my friends it felt like an event so like incredible show 
But yeah, it the jury is still out on that one because this second part is now airing. Yeah. And also, you'll see on, on our nominees list for Anime of the Year, we have both Yoda Camp Season 2 and Fruits Basket the Vinyl, two anime that have been nominated for exactly zero other awards uh, tonight. And I, I wanted to talk about that. So the first four uh, awards that are, are nominees that I listed for this award are uh, things that I think, and you and I have talked about this, are, if not the new gold standard, a new gold standard in uh, in some way, shape, or form mm. for what they are. Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, for example, I feel is one of the new gold standards for uh, shonen anime out there. Like, it looks great. It sounds great. Um, the, the story is, is pretty tightly written. It doesn't spend an enormous amount of time on like overdramatized fights. Like the, the fights are good and they're well choreographed, but they don't go on and on and on and on forever. Mm. Uh, you have Yudu Camp season two, which in my mind is not only a gold standard, but the gold new gold standard for uh, the slice of life genre, specifically the the sub the Iashike subgenre of slice of life. Mm. Uh, it is just com- It is literally just just audiovisual comf. <laughs> um, it, it will he- watching Yudu Camp will literally heal your heart of any ailment it may have um, we have Fruits Basket the final which um, for the last two years a little over two years now uh, we have been treated to a complete and utter remake of uh, Fruits Basket from the ground up and it is a complete adaptation of its source material unlike the first anime adaptation of Fruits Basket that we got many many years ago which again it's uh, always awesome to get a full adaptation of like a very beloved manga even all yes even all these years later it's still great to finally get that closure get this uh, full adaptation that I think that Fruits Basket has always deserved um and not only did they do a great job they fucking hit it out of the park especially with the final season and i think you know we've talked for many many years about the gold standard of anime remakes being full metal alchemist brotherhood which i think it still is but a new gold standard that i think stands toe-to-toe with it is probably fruits baskets uh remake specifically its final season which i Mm. think um it nails the landing just absolutely uh perfectly then you have Mashoku Tensei, which um, I've made it no great uh, secret on this podcast that I am not a fan of the isekai genre. I feel like a lot of it is is tropey, it's played out, and it's bored, and it's 100% oversaturated. In fact, I read an article about um, the anime that came out in 2021. One out of every five anime that came out last year was an isekai anime. That's insane. If that's not oversaturation, I do not know what is. But then you get this show, which like people for a long time call it like the, the granddaddy of the isekai, like the progenitor of the isekai genre to it, like some extreme ex- uh, extent. But it feels the freshest. It feels the most innovative and one of the most refreshing show, isekai shows I've seen. Which is insane. It's literally, and and John has talked about this because John has read um, the source material that it's literally an anime about character development, and that's one of the things that I think that Isekai as a whole lacks uh, largely is that, the, and you, and you kind of touched on it before, kind of memeing a little bit, but you're absolutely right when you say that most Isekai are like, okay, we got reincarnated or, or transported to this world, we're gonna forget everything about our character from how we were in the old world, and we're gonna be a completely different person. Whereas with this, Rudy, the main character, Mashoku Tensei, has to really struggle not to go back to his old ways. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's a shame that not enough isekai t- like learn from that. I mean, ReZero definitely t- has its own take on that, and that's why it's 
here one of the nominees because it is a satisfying journey. But yeah, it's it's strange. That's like the exception to the rule, you know. Yeah, and that's why I think that Mashoku Tensei really should be considered the the not a but the new gold standard in isekai anime. Um, I just I haven't seen a better isekai anime in in years, um, and I don't think I, I will for for quite a while. Hopefully, the next seasons they will produce for this will stick the landing. I well, I, I can only hope, especially since an entire studio was created just to make this anime adaptation. Yep. And then you mentioned ReZero, again, a good isekai in its own right, but for very different reasons, I think. Um, and then we also have Odd Taxi on here. I think an anime that kind of came out of nowhere. Um, it is an anime original. Um, it is the only anime original on this uh, Anime of the Year nominees list. And, and it's I don't think great. a lot of it's fucking great, and I don't think a lot of people had high expectations going into it. I think it was definitely a sleeper hit when it first came out, but boy, did it get to the top of the charts really, really quick once people found out about it. Yep, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, it's it's the it's the it's one of the most complete packages you got. It's you know the characters, the writing, the ending, the everything about it. Just so satisfying to go through and experience. And it's just, man, what a what a banger of a show, you know? And that's what I love about checking out original anime. Every now and then you just stumble on this like little original show and you'll be like, wow, this is something new I haven't seen in a while, you know? Yeah, for sure. And with that, I think it's time to give out the award, Nitsai. Mm, let's do it. So, without any further ado, the Finney Award for Anime of the Year goes to Mishoku Tensei Jobless Reincarnation. Good job everybody. Yeah, we did boy. it. We gave it to an isekai. We, did it. <laughs> we gave it we gave anime of the year to an isekai. So so you, you said you do it, you bastards. You so you you mentioned you touched upon it how it's like a gold sun for isekai. I think it's I think Mishoku Tensei beyond being a fantastic isekai, it's a fantastic anime. It's just so Every now and then you'll watch a show that will completely like blow your mind and just engulf you in it. You know, you feel so immersed in that show. You think about it all the time. You think about that world that whenever you watch an episode, you just feel transported to that world. And Mushoku Tessa gave me that feeling, that really just magical feeling that every now and then an anime will give me. And I think it's it's so it it feels so good to watch a show that gives you that feeling you know it's so it, it it it's the kind of show that reminds me fuck anime is so cool and i love it it's yeah this first season is absolutely incredible it is and hopefully it's not the last um yeah, and, and all of these are are well deserving um anime uh surprisingly and i mean Thank you all in our Discord server because you obviously have good taste. Um, our fan vote for Anime of the Year was actually Yuta Camp Season 2. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, our audience. <laughs> this is this is our audience. They they have great taste, especially in slice of life anime. But no, Yuta Camp is just it, it, it's pure cump. I I demanded that it get nominated for Anime of the you, Year. You you uh, you you year. you made your, you made your case, and I I obliged. I'm like okay. You got me. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm fine with um, that. Yeah, yeah, but Mishoka Tensei. All very... Uh, yeah, Mishoka Tensei just... It, it's great. Can't wait to see more. Um, 
and that's that's pretty much it. Th- those are all awards for this year. Uh, well, this year, 2021. It was a very good year. It was a very good year for anime overall, I would and say. We still, yeah. Um, yeah, and we missed a lot of shows, but damn, there were a lot of good shows this year. Yeah, sure. and it's worth mentioning that a lot of these we got to see in 2021 were specifically because they got delayed to 2021, not because they were originally supposed to air in 2021. True, true, very true. Um, but yeah, uh, I think before we before we sign off, uh, we do want to uh, mention some stuff that we have in the works for next year's uh, award show because there are a couple of new categories, and we may actually have more. Um, so you'll have to stay tuned for that. Uh, but we definitely want to add a couple of new categories to our awards uh, next year. Number one being for best writing. I think that's a definite oversight that we've noticed we had for the last couple of years is that we don't have a specific writing category. Yes. Uh, and we tend to lump good writing in with our directing category. Um, so next year we will have a separate writing category uh, for for anime. And also this is one that um John has suggested and I think is one we might end up doing too is a best sleeper hit. Uh for things like Odd Taxi that just kind of come out of nowhere and just take over everything for a season or more. Who knows? Maybe Ranking of Kings will get that title next year. Who knows? Who who knows? It it certainly is on a lot of people's minds right now. Um and we also are going to institute like a uh, a very specific uh, criteria list for things to get nominated in our uh, awards going forward. So uh, previously we've kind of been playing it by ear and it's like, you know, more and more people are asking like, well, what is an anime? Cause these are supposed to be anime awards. Um, so um, next year we will actually have a quantified list of what is and isn't actually eligible for all of our awards. Um, and we're kind of, we're still, more or less airing out what we want but um there will actually be a specific uh nominee like uh qualifier uh set next year um also we actually involved our audience in this for the first time this year uh thank you to everyone who participated yes to absolutely to everyone who participated thank you for your votes thank you for your suggestions for things we should add to our short list thank you for voting and our fan vote that we have on our discord server as i mentioned before uh we you know it's linked below join there we have a bunch of cool people that talk about everything from like you know currently airing anime to fucking flag designs i we have the weirdest conversations in there sometimes um but yeah, that's that's gonna be it for yeah. um, our our Finney Awards show. Uh, congratulations to all of, of the winners. Thanks to everyone for all of the fan votes, uh, and we will see you back here again next year uh, for uh, more anime greatness. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully, twenty twenty two is going to be as good, if not even better, than twenty twenty one. It's certainly shaping up to be that way, especially with all of the announced anime that we have coming later this year it's it's a good time to watch anime yeah it is a great time to get into anime or uh you know start watching anime again if you've been away for a while but i'm gonna end it right there thank you all for dropping in to uh listen to us check the description below as i said before to find links to anime club after dark on uh, we got twitch we got social media we're on we're on discord uh we have affiliate links as well um we have uh we have a merch store where you can purchase a bunch of stuff that we have out there for you to buy um 
if you missed it, uh, we do have some uh, Year of the Tiger merch with a special version of our logo that was designed by uh, Burb in our Discord server. Thank you for that. Thank you, as Burb. Well. He designed some great uh, stuff that ends up like on T-shirts and stuff in our merch store. And yeah. he's made a bunch of different uh, special editions of our logo as well. But with that, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight in the tie. Good night, everybody. Whew, time to get out of this tux. <laughs> oh, my God. Come on.